Third and ten from the 11. Travis under pressure, trying to escape, able to escape. Turns the corner, stays in back. Gets to the end. pressure at all when he does drop back the throw. The play action, Bennett looks down the middle, McConkey's wide open, touchdown dogs! Ooh. What is going on guys? We are here on an action-packed Tuesday night, closing in mm-hmm. actually, it's still Tuesday. Tuesday, still Tuesday we're, but we're closing in on Wednesday though. Yeah, we're closing in, but we're here. We're here putting in the work after a long day, but we're here talking college football because you know why? Because yep. we're not casuals. Okay. We're mm-hmm. here talking to you guys about the great game we all love. And that's college football. Absolutely. We don't invite, we don't have Taylor Swift and the army of their dealing on in the NFL coming into our sport. No, no, no. They stay <laughs> up there and the professionals. Well, no. no. Stay up in the press box. Mm-hmm. Press box. Anyway, uh, welcome to another episode. This is episode 36. Uh, we have our week four recap. Is that we're on week four? Uh, yes, we are. God, I think about that. We're already going into week five. I mean, this is for yep. you know, playoff will be out. I mean, we're already about to step into October. It's crazy. I know. I say by the time. By the time at least my team plays next, it will be October. Same. Same. I mean, hey. it's it's like we're already like almost halfway into the year and we still mm. have like no idea like if who's going to win what. I mean, there's no like yeah. team that's like separated themselves at all. This is the there's most like, wide open season. It's ever. a big clump of just messed up. Good teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Messed up. Great, good to great teams. Like, you could say Georgia hasn't even played their best ball yet because half their team's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just getting McConkie back, I think, this weekend. Yep. Which would be massive because it's, I mean, one of our probably top receivers. But, I mean, Georgia's playing yeah. half their roster's hurt. So, like, you know, they're trying to play with what they got. Texas. And they they need those guys back. They really do need those guys back. Though. They I watched do. some of that UAB game, and they kept UAB in that game way too long. Yeah, especially on defense. The defense. Yeah. Uh, you know, Michael Williams was out. They're still missing Dawkins. They're missing. Yeah. Uh, Javon Bullard was out. So, like you know, mm-hmm. you're starting a brand new safety at instead of Javon Bullard. You know, it's just not the same. They just got back Deshaun Edwards. Thank God we had it back for the South Carolina game because I have no idea. I mean, we're already down to the bone on running back. But, you know, then you have Texas, who it's like, we'll see, I think, this next two weeks we'll see because, you know, they got that sandwich game against Kansas before Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Michigan hasn't played anybody. Yeah. and They They don't really play anybody. They can't cover anyway. So, yeah. Uh, Ohio State, really good win this weekend. Absolutely. I feel like there's I think still some questions right for quarterback. Right? Yeah. We're yeah. going to get right into that. Let's you know, just we got... right into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll say real quick, you know, we'll go through the rundown. Yeah, Notre Dame, 
Notre Dame, Ohio State. We got Florida State, Clemson to talk about. We got yep. Utah, UCLA, Colorado, Oregon. Ooh. Washington mm-hmm. State, Oregon State, Bama, yep. Old Miss. Plus, we got overreactions and winners and losers of the week. So, we'll hop right into it, as Dylan said. As Ohio State walks into Notre Dame and wins 17-14, to 14, a very low-scoring defensive game. It came down to mm-hmm. the very last play of the game, literally, as Ohio State scored as the time hit one second. Yep. But... Uh, it was a, just a wild, wild scene of events. Notre Dame had 10 guys on the field for the final play. How does that happen? Duff. I don't know. Out of a, a play before they were out of a timeout, 10 guys on the field. Funny enough, mm-hmm. the, the, where they scored, there should have been a down lineman right there. Yep. So, uh, you know, there was the fourth down. Was it third down or fourth down where uh, – Kyle McCord got them down at the two yard line on a great pass. It was fourth down. Yeah, it was fourth down. I'm going to look here. Uh, It was. uh, Where was it? There it is. Okay. It was third and 19. Oh, yep. I was wrong. Played a pass for 21 yards down to the Notre Dame one. And then it was incompletion, incompletion. And then the score. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame called a timeout seven seconds left. So all of that, you know, it was a very weird game because Ohio State really mm-hmm. couldn't get the run game going. But, like, Notre Dame felt like they should have won this game, but they let too many yeah. chances out, like, leave. Like, they should have – they had the ball twice, I think, with under seven minutes to go, and they couldn't do anything with it. Yes, they did. Couldn't milk the clock, and there was the big was play on their they, final drive that the incompletion which stops the mm-hmm. clock, and then it gave yep. Ohio State back the ball with a timeout still. So I'll give you a heads up on this. This I think this is the most wild statement. With four minutes and twelve seconds to go, they had the ball at their own twenty-third. They gave it back to Ohio State, and Ohio State still had two minutes of football. You can't give that two much time. minutes. Yeah, they gave that they gave too much time to Ohio State. They quite frankly just made bizarre mistakes that I think have more to do with coaching than anything. I mean, you already alluded to it. The 10 men on the field is the most inexcusable thing I've ever heard. No, it's in just a you like, can't have it there. Like and I think his excuse was even worse, personally. I don't did you hear his excuse for why? Uh, they were scared of getting a penalty. Now, I want you to do the math for me real quick. Um, when you're when the opponent is at the one-yard line and you get a penalty, it's half the distance to the goal. What is half the distance of one yard? Nowhere, pretty much. Exactly. exactly. There's no reason not to. You can no. cause a million defensive penalties at the one-yard line. You're fighting the clock there giving... at that point. Fight, you're fighting the clock. It's, it is the like beyond ridiculous of Marcus Freeman to say that. Like, they, oh my gosh. they allowed two fourth down convert. I think it was at least one fourth down conversion. It was a fourth and long, multiple third and longs on that final drive. It's just, mm-hmm. there was the one 
there was two chances Notre Dame had at like picking off a ball late in that game, which probably would have sealed it. Just chance after chance. Hartman never really got going. I mean, he only yeah. threw for a buck seventy-five. Neither team ran the ball well. They both pretty much ran for about four and a half yards a carry. Mm-hmm. It was just a weird, weird game. I mean, Ohio State ten of seventeen on third down compared to Notre Dame's five of ten really yeah. was the, probably the difference. I mean, Notre Dame controlled the time. Notre Dame had four penalties for fifty yards, but again, like it, Notre Dame should have won that game. But then it's like you got to tip your hat to Ohio State and just bending mm-hmm. almost, but just not breaking. And then, you know, Kyle McCord coming up big. Like that was his first, like the first dry, real drive, I think, where he was like in yeah. command and like knew what he was doing, like making mm-hmm. the good throws. And, you know, kudos to them. Travion Henderson had that really long run, which again, you could inflate those numbers on the rushing yards because if you take out that long, that long touchdown, they have a lot less yards. Let's just put it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, exactly. It was a um, s- 61 yards. So subtract 126 from 61. I mean, that's what mm. you get for really reality rushing yards. I mean, my biggest shock in this is just uh, Notre Dame not playing. They played up to it, and it felt like they got lost in the moment. Um, a little bit. Other than that, Ohio State's defense looked fantastic this game. Yeah. This is probably the best defensive performance we've seen under Ryan Day as the head coach. I don't know. If there's any I, other I'd say at least against a bigger, but... time, a bigger program, like a big-time opponent. Well, an opponent that we know has a good offense, right? You know what I mean? Like, we've seen Sam Hartman and co. already put up 40-plus points on Power 5 teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this – this is a team that you could go into this game saying this team has a great offense. They're going to score points, and you held them to 14 points. Yeah. That's a win for your defense. That's an absolute win. That's a win on the coaching side. Um, I do think Notre Dame's defense played great until that last drive where they just fell apart. Yeah. And that absolutely felt like coaching to me there. So, but it was just it, a setup like- of just – the offense not being able to do anything. And then mm-hmm. you throw your defense right back out on the field. They literally, and then, you know, they've been out there for a long time. And now you're just yep. putting them out in no man's land. And, you know, that offense mm-hmm. for Ohio State is as good as anybody's. And if you yep. let them get another chance, they will burn you. And that happened mm-hmm. just like that here yeah. a couple of days ago. Well, there's just a couple of those plays, like that third and 19, that, that just the – they, that is unexcusable. You cannot third and nineteen, and you third and nineteen, and you let up a ball. Not only get the first down, mm-hmm. but you get it within. They catch it inside yeah. the five. You can't have that happen. Yep. You can't be playing three man deep when you. I mean, yeah, I understand you got to guard the end zone, but don't let them get that many yards. You got to make it realistic. Yeah. Like on, like give yourself a chance. I, they just they gave they gave Kyle McCord too much time there. They gave yeah. Kyle McCord way too much time. You give a quarterback too much time with as good who's you know in a, as good of an offense as Ohio State can be. We haven't always seen it this year, but Ohio State 
just because of the system they run, the players they have has the potential to always be an amazing offense that can score, you know, at will. You cannot give that good of an offense that good of an opportunity. Yeah, you give you give a, a quarterback who, well, isn't you know played amazing yet has. You you give him this um, all this free time in the pocket to find somebody, and what does he do? He finds somebody. Find like it's yeah. it just it blows my mind. Yeah, but you know, just, I guess I guess if you're Notre Dame, you just move on. And honestly, I mean, you know, another quiet performance from Marvin Harrison. I mean, it was a make a make yeah. had was the mm-hmm. guy seven receptions, ninety six yards. Like he was the yeah. guy. Travion Henderson. You know, he had the hundred and four yards rushing on fourteen carries again. Though, if you take out the long run, but it, like it was a Buka, and that was, yeah, that was really it because they, you know, there was no turnovers. There was mm-hmm. by I don't think either team had a turnover. Nope, it was no, it was like free. clean, just a clean fought defensive yep. game, and that's mm-hmm. so. Those are, I mean, those are the games you like. Yeah, those are the games you like. So, uh, so you know, going forward, I think Notre Dame. You know, as far as you're looking at the big picture, I don't think they're out yet, but it doesn't help the fact that now you lost, you lose to a team that even if they lose, but they turn around and win the, their conference, you're automatically at a default there. You, yeah. you know, you could, you still have Duke, Louisville, who's 4 0, USC. But again, same thing. If USC you beat USC, okay, but they could win their conference. And again, you you're short yeah. that. Even I mean, then Clemson, Wake, and Stanford. I mean, there's nothing crazy mm-hmm. there. So they got the best they can do there right now. They have to win out, and they got to make yeah. it. Look, they got to start blowing people out at this point. Mm-hmm. If you're really gonna, you got now it becomes a beauty contest, which is not fair so, a lot of times. But it's mm-hmm. just what it is with the sport. It's all about you know. It's not winning. It's not like the NFL where a win is a win, and it doesn't matter because you know if the playoffs are generated by a computer module, not like by yeah. a bunch of people. It's mm-hmm. it's a bunch of people that look at style points and strength of schedule and resumes. It's like all of this, and it's you're getting interviewed pretty much. Yeah, and now you got to make your resume boost it look really good. So it starts this weekend at Duke. It's a very good play team right there by a really good quarterback and a really mm-hmm. good coach. And you got to go to Duke where we already saw Clemson lose. Yeah, it's you got to have an emphatic win there. And I expect Hartman to bounce back, but can they? Me too. Win? I it yeah, it'd be a good game. I think mm-hmm. Notre Dame's a five and a half favorite right now. Very good game. Yeah. I think the only other thing I have to add is um, I think under the BCS system, this would have been a better loss for uh, for Notre Dame. Because, there's yeah, there's more, just the BCS system. Let um, w- When it came to calculations, they would calculate a loss like this to be more important than, you know, a win over somebody who may not be as good according to, you know, what a computer says. But – you know, with this new system, it's all about just wins, right? Yeah. You know, I don't I don't think a one loss in Notre Dame will get in over, you know, potentially it, undefeated uh, not being Georgia, Ohio State, you know. It's it going to kill them. That's, that's all, yeah. It will continue to hurt them because they mm-hmm. are locked up in these TV right deals. 
and they yeah. force themselves into a corner, especially just in the football program aspect, not being in a conference. Yeah. So, you know, you can play all the power five teams you want, but it, it, I don't care unless you're going undefeated and making it mm-hmm. look good. It's you can't you you put your sell yourself short to give yourself any room of to fail. You know. Yeah. You lose and you're in a yeah, tough absolutely. spot now. Yeah. Tough spot. I mean, right now you lose you lose, and if you're Notre Dame, to me, you're done. Yeah. I just so, I do not see a single scenario where Notre Dame can get in now that they've lost one game because there's there's just no possibility to me where a one loss conference champ doesn't get in over a one loss Notre Dame. Even if Notre Dame's loss is more, you know, respectable, like you know, hypothetical situation, um, one loss Washington, right? Like uh, let's say loss, Washington, one loss Washington, the Pac-12 champion, champ. Yeah, they're gonna get in. Yeah. Exactly. Especially and then, and then if you have like your loss is against the team you lost to, but you beat them, mm-hmm. then it you know it yeah. erases it in a sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. So we're gonna move on to our next game, which had yep. Dylan shivering in his boots for about three four quarters in a sense. I, you know, I don't no, know about shivering. No, I you you were in a state of deep, deep thinking about why you're in well, a dog fight with Clemson. Let let me let me you know just. But shout out to Florida State because they covered. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say you know Florida State covered the spread, and you know that's the most you can ask. Or, the, I'm sorry. The most you can ask. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna say they what I said. They covered. They covered. They, they may won, not have they led. Play. They may not have led until overtime. But you know what? It doesn't matter who leads the game. It's ma- it leads to the game. It matters who wins the game. And when you bring in a kicker who has never kicked in a football game before, you know things happen, like missing a twenty-nine-yard field goal. Yeah, and, you know, that was you could say Florida State and got the lucky. Block management at the end was yeah. just brutal. oh, that was bad. That was horrible. I mean, oh man, they, I can't believe they didn't even they didn't even like what? Now I know according to the, like the rules, you'd see, they would need two seconds to spike it, right? Yeah, and they was this at the end zoo? Because I know in the first half they ran the ball and just didn't do anything after. Yeah. But to end the end regulation, they um, they get the ball because Florida State went for it on fourth down, didn't get it. They're at like the uh, Clemson, like 44, 45, that area. Yeah. And they get to like the FSU 40 on the one play. And then they walk up. <laughs> like they don't run. They don't, yeah, they don't they do anything. Walk, they, they start walking with six seconds left over to where they're placing the ball, I think they thought the, t- the clock stopped. But, you know, so the stupid. clock only stops until they bring the chains. Yeah. So, like, so they just, you get set, they're going to get it rolling again. Yeah, but I, it's not even t- as soon as you get set, isn't it? As soon as they, they move the chains. 
It's like they well, place the ball they, down, like the they place the, the ball, ball down. Usually, wait till everyone gets chance. back, and mm-hmm. then they start it up again. I think I think they don't normally wait till everybody gets back. I'm pretty sure they just normally everybody just gets back. Well, I think they have to wait till everyone gets set and then they start mm-hmm. it. Well, because they didn't. They move the chains. They place the ball. And they might wait. Start they walking. might do it when the chains do it go. Because I, I, I always thought it was when they move the chains. They move the chains. The ref places the ball at the new spot, and then but the team always runs up and they're always there before the ball is ever really yeah. placed. So Clemson I think didn't do that. Like they that. walked. They like the quarterback. The line. They started walking over there. You yeah. have six seconds left. Regulation ends. Um, Clemson won the toss, right? So they elected for Florida State to go first. Florida State scores on two uh, on two plays. You know, great touchdown pass to Keon Coleman, who had, had himself another big day. I yeah, he did. Not in the yards department, but you know, just in the touchdowns. department. Yeah, and um, you know. There's a lot of just wacky stats, like, and mm-hmm. just how Florida State won. Yeah. I mean, they were out outnumbered on first downs by mm-hmm. 11 or by nine. Yep. Four of 13 on third downs. Mm-hmm. They only had 311 total yards. They got out, they got outgained by 128 yards. They, uh, a hundred and, no, I think that's off. I think you're off Four, there. 429 to 311. Oh, excuse me. It was yeah. 118. 100 and, yeah. 118. Yeah. I apologize. It's late. No, my math's not. No, I'm going. I'm trying to use the brain again. I shut down no my reason brain. To give, no reason to give Clemson more yards than they had. Only had 22 rushing yards. Oh, yeah. Outgained 146 to 22. Yep. They only ran they averaged 1.1 yards a carry. Oh, there's there's one key stat that gave Florida State this win. It is in the turnover department. Florida State was, did not turn over the ball once. And the biggest play of the game, mm-hmm. the sack fumble recovery, refer, turned for a touchdown because yep. Clemson was driving and yep. they were already up seven. And it looked like it was it was in the was it in the fourth. Yeah, it was in the fourth. It was. It was with, like um, it was like seven or eight minutes left, I think. Uh, let me just double check this for you. It was deep into the fourth. I know, deep enough to make it a like. If they what if I told you it was in the there. third? Oh, geez. it was in the it Damn was in the it. third third quarter. With, You're supposed to know this. This is with your one team. minute to go. So I will be honest. I was at work. Oh, Dylan. While I was driving home. You know how Clemson can we? The field goal. How can we thrive as a podcast when we're just giving out people false, false narratives and for false you know journalism? You know we can't fair. have that. You we can't have that. that. So third quarter, whatever quarter it was, we'll have to I start. I saw a that. lot of the game. You know, big up to my buddy in footwear. Not going to say his name, but you know, uh, thank you for putting on the game on your ESPN app. That was a big help. But <laughs> you know, um. The real ones take the phone out while they're on the floor. And watch you know, it. you know, it was, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a manager day. You know what I mean? So you got to be. Ah, uh, listen, if they're real, if they're not casuals, they will not care. You, you know, know a, real, a real one like me doesn't pay for cable anymore. So you know, you got to find new ways. <laughs> anyway, if that, so they get the fumble, they return yep. it, and that ties the game. 
Yep. You know, because Clemson was going to go up fourteen. Probably they they were driving. Mm-hmm. Florida State's defense was like reeling, and you they yep. reeling because mm-hmm. Clemson played a. Kate Klubnick looked pretty good yesterday. Yeah, like, he had his best out, game as a starter. They came out like ready to go. Like, mm-hmm. don't disrespect us in our house. Like, you haven't beaten us in seven straight years. Yeah, like don't mess with us. And you know they played like that. Yeah, just some like what are we doing moments as far as the field goal, as mm-hmm. far as the time management goes. It was just a lot of just not good. But, yeah. you know, that one turnover ended up being the big thing because, you know, it tied the game. And then the missed chip shot was just after they hyped him up too. That's a yeah. great – I mean, just can't draw an announcer jinx up better than that. They did that on purpose. McElroy goes, this would be a Hollywood, Hollywood ending. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then – but McDonald's. sadly, the writers are on strike. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was a golden line. That's just McDonough being McDonough. I mean, come on, that he's, that's why he's one of the coats, you know. Um, it, it reminded me just a couple of days later, you know, same thing with the Bucks Eagles game, saying the Buccaneers haven't thrown an interception in however long it was, and then you know Baker Mayfield immediately throws an interception. <laughs> you know, it feels like I he needed the Bucks not to play like a JV high school team yesterday, and they did. Oh, they didn't they, play like, that bad. They didn't play they, like Denver. Well, when you ha- are against when you're playing against the Eagles defense, and you need them not to do well in mm-hmm. order to win, and then they do well and you lose. You know that's tough, but you know that's what it feels like to be zero and three in fantasy. Are you zero and three? One and two, baby. We won. Me, of, um, me, and somebody else are playing in the toilet bowl this weekend. Zero and threes going at it. So who? Uh, uh, I'm not gonna say who, but um. Is it is like, I think I'm gonna lose this week. I'm favored to win right now because I'm again, favored to lose, and like I'm like I'm like oh man, my team sucks, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I'm like man, I got injuries and. Well, you know, I'm just I'm just kind of hanging. I'm just I'm here to have fun. You know, if we go on a run, we go on a run. And, you know, all I gotta say is that you know next time the Titans should get Derrick Henry the ball. Yeah, I mean, point two points isn't gonna really cut it in most leagues, but you know. You know, we, we we escaped this week with a win purely based on you know luck. You know, uh, Kirk Cousins and Christian McCaffrey can't be carrying my team, and they are right now. DK Metcalf's doing good top too, but you know you got Darren Waller who's has a stick up his ass because he's got a quarterback who can't who couldn't who I don't even know what to say. Daniel Jones is so awful at his job. He's not and, very good. It's not good. Not very good. Sutton had a touchdown in the fifty-point loss to Miami. Mm-hmm. We're running way off topic, but you know. It's Sorry. Yeah. No. It's just you know, you know how life is sometimes. Yeah, life is. Things happen, and you need to bring them up. Like, you know, God bless to Justin Herbert for throwing for four hundred yards and three touchdowns. You know that was yeah. killer for me. Yeah. Should have had a pick, but you know. Anyway, a uh, Florida anyway. State's remaining schedule. They got Virginia Tech this week. Nope. Next week. Yep. Bye week this week. week. I hate how they don't show the bye weeks on it. Yeah, I know. That's why I go through ESPN. Yep, I'm on ESPN. No, no, I mean like the week by week, not oh, the, um, yeah. Yeah. So they got Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. They got Syracuse. Syracuse four and oh. Watch out for yep. the orange. They got Clemson mm-hmm. this week at home. The carrier dome curse yep. and full swing. Then they got the Duke game, Wake Forest at Pitt, 
then it's the big Miami game. And yep. then you got Florida down there sitting. All of a sudden, Florida's ranked. Mm-hmm. And who knows how how the Gators finish out the year. Yeah. But that Miami game is – Miami and Duke game. Circle your calendars because those are going to be the remaining big tests. And we'll see yeah. if Florida State – because there's people out there, the AP poll doesn't like them. Mm-hmm. There's people that think Florida State's frauds. Yeah. And you're going to have to prove them. Can, yeah. Jordan Travis has got to play better. I think, you know, they were able to connect on the deep ball, which was good to see. But they need to establish. I feel like they haven't really got a running game going against Power Five teams. No, the only game they had a decent running attack against was LSU, but they got um, that more on just running it in the fourth quarter when LSU yeah. was already down. Yeah. No, when you're that like taking out like killing the clock. Yeah. They haven't like Benson hasn't really got going at all, and it's kind of like some other teams out there, like running game here that we're so like used to seeing, like hasn't got going yet. Yeah. So if that's not going to be the case, you know, George Travis has got to play a lot better than he did yesterday. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, he played a lot better compared to the Boston College game, but you know, just going, just making an estimate right now, I would guess he probably sits against Virginia Tech, just because he has the injury. They want to keep him as healthy as possible, especially when they, you know, they play Duke. I um, doubt. I maybe if they build a lead, I doubt he's not going to not play unless against like, Virginia Tech. You don't want to ever risk anything. No, I, I think they trust the backup. We'll see. I mean, we'll I see. Mean, they, they get the bye week, so it's it's a three. You could tell he was lingering though. Yeah. No, I just I would imagine if there's any game, I would think you'd sit him for this game so that he could be healthy. You just just based on you know Virginia Tech's play and the backup Tate Rotomaker played great last year when he had to come in against the Louisville. Louisville game. Yeah, shout out Rotomaker. Yeah, Johnny great, Wilson. great kid, great kid. Follows me on Instagram. Great kid. Does he really? Yeah, he does because I followed him the second he committed. Oh, that's funny. He followed me back. He went to Sarasota one time. And I said, "Yo, you're in Sarasota, man." He liked my comment. I was like, "Let's <laughs> go." But um, hey, maybe he'll listen one day. But <laughs> get him subscribed. You know. Oh yeah, <laughs> come on, Dylan. This is the inside stuff we need. Do you want to get that interview with Norvell or what? Oh yeah. Are we getting oh, yeah. that? We need the inside scoop. Come on, but, get on. <laughs> But, you know, just finishing up our conversation on these guys, I do think Florida State's victory was impressive only because they covered the spread. They went to Clemson, first ACC team since, correct me if I'm wrong, 2016 to win at uh, Little Death Valley. Um, You know, I would say this is, to me personally, as a Florida State fan, this this win meant a lot to proving if this team is serious, I think, well, for a lot of the game, they didn't look fantastic. When it mattered, they did. They stepped up. They, you know, over time, they immediately went out and scored. You know what I mean? They didn't play games. They didn't mess around. And the defense stepped up there. You know, you could say that Clemson had the worst um, play you could imagine on third and one. But, you know, that's not Florida State's fault. They nope. ran their, – their defense played it perfectly. You know, that's why you don't let your quarterback, you know, don't give him the option to throw the ball third and one. There you go. There you go. 
Juan right. Soto just hit it. It's the home run. Uh, for the irrelevant Padres. Anyway, yeah. uh, we're going to be moving on to uh, Utah versus uh, UCLA. I was looking yeah. at Bruins, and I had to remember. Anyone that says it right there. 14-7 to was the final in Salt Lake City where the Utes got another win where um, there was a lot of speculation that you know Cam Rising was going to be back for this game, and then all of a sudden he wasn't. He wasn't mm-hmm. cleared yet. And you saw that in like the Vegas where they were open to six, they were six and a half favorites like all week. And then it said he wasn't playing, dropped all the way down to three. Yep. Um, this was, I think there was two trains of thought was, you know, Utah hasn't lost since 2020 at home. Mm-hmm. This is now a 17 game winning streak they're riding at home. Or yeah. UCLA, who's been really good on defense, defense this year. And Dante Moore, who's one of the, start like these one of these breakout freshman quarterbacks and this was going to be like a big breakout game for him against a mm-hmm. solid Utes defense and yeah. it just became a slugfest first play from the game was a pick six i saw that and I, yeah i saw that and then all of a sudden it just became like a grudge match where neither team was doing anything on offense utah mm-hmm. had seven sacks ucla had four dante more <laughs> if because we combined sacks in college football Mm-hmm. 10 carries for negative 51 yards. UCLA only ran the ball, because if you're counting sacks, they only ran the ball for nine yards on yeah. 32 carries. They averaged 0.3 yards a carry. Um, Utah, no better, 2.1 yards a carry on 48 attempts for 102 yards. You yeah. know, Utah went up 14 nothing. UCLA got a late score, but then got the ball back and then immediately got sacked like twice. Yeah, it was just one of those just defensive grudge matches, like kind of like the Notre Dame Ohio State game, where it's just like you thought maybe a fireworks some, mm-hmm. and it just ended up being like a stalemate between two just two just heavyweights just kind of yeah. going at each other. I mean, first downs were even. Neither team did well on third down. Utah was six of seventeen. UCLA three of seventeen. Not good. The total yards was 243 to 219. Just one of those games. I mean, Utah only ran the through for 117 yards on 17 attempts. There was only nine completions, and they won. They won. So, yeah, that I mean, it was just one of those games. It was back and forth between that and like the Colorado Oregon game Mm -hmm. that was going on. And, uh, but, yeah. As soon as so, that game went out, it yeah. was. I I this is against Chris. I was not watching this game at all. I saw the first play of the game, and was like, yeah, no. And I decided to watch Rice versus US USF. Oh which, come on! You which actually that. was a good game. That was a good game. No, come on. We're not playing. This isn't a Mickey Mouse show. Okay. We're it was not a watching, great game. I got to watch um, JT Daniels. JT Daniels played. JT Daniels is going to spin another wheel and figure out what college he's playing at next year. He will because he got hurt in the game and did not return. Oh, gosh. So prepare for when he's playing at North Dakota State next year. North Dakota State. Well, he's going to play every school eventually. But, um, yeah, no, absolutely. But to be honest, I, did, I didn't really watch much of this game, so I can't comment too much on it. I just – I saw the – pick six to start the game and I was like turn this off. 
I'm not Heard watching this. I'm not watching But listen, this. Oregon, I mean, Utah 4-0 now. Mm-hmm. Without, this is, I mean, if you're a Utes fan, this is big because you're 4-0. Yep. Your starting quarterback hasn't played all year, and you've mm-hmm. already beaten Baylor. You went to Baylor and won. You went. You had Florida come to town. You beat them. Yep. You beat a great UCL team, who UCLA team who crushed you last year. Yep. You held them to seven points. So, listen, they're right there. They got a huge game that starts a brutal stretch for the Utes. They got at Oregon State, mm-hmm. Cal, USC, Oregon, Arizona State, Washington, Arizona, then Colorado. Yep. A brutal backstretch. But listen, they it's a big game on in Corvallis Friday, mm-hmm. which will kind of to tell where this these two teams are as far as you're looking ahead. But yeah. Both teams are UCLA, I think, still gonna be in the thick of it. This Pac 12 race is gonna be one that's gonna maybe come down to the last weekend. Like both teams every team is so matched evenly. Mm-hmm that you just don't know we don't there's not a clear concise team yeah that has pulled ahead yet yeah no i absolutely agree absolutely agree awesome all right we'll move on to Mm -hmm. another we'll just move on right into the oregon curb stomps colorado 42 to 6 game Mm -hmm. was never close as i said as we both said Colorado just was going to meet their match, and it was in Eugene. Yep. Boy, oh boy, it was ugly, and it was ugly fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, blink of an eye, I think it was twenty to one to nothing. And yeah, like, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now, they scored. They were up thirty-five nothing at before, half. Before, before, yeah, right before half, they went up thirty-five nothing. I mean, here's their. Here's uh, Oregon's first. Uh, here's their first half drives. Touchdown, mm-hmm. ten plays. Touchdown, eleven plays. Touchdown, thirteen plays. Mm-hmm. They threw the pick. Touchdown, five plays. Touchdown, six plays. Here's Colorado's punt, three plays, negative one yards. Punt, six plays. Punt, three plays, negative thirteen yards. Punt, mm-hmm. six plays, six yards. Punt, five plays, four yards. Punt, or one end of the half. Then it was punt, fumble, punt, punt, and they scored. And then they had their extra point blocked, and then it was yep. the end of the game. They There was a stat. Oregon had more points in the first half than Colorado did first downs. Mm-hmm. Or something. No, it wasn't even that. It was like... Some wild, wild stat like that. They had more points no, than yards. No, they had more because that might yeah, be. Yeah, that's that was it. And it yeah, was, I think Colorado had thirty-two yards at halftime. Yeah, like total yards, they had thirty-two. That might also have to do with how many times uh, Shader got sacked, which I think is the biggest point I want to say about this game, just for uh, Colorado's season and outlook. Um, their offensive line is probably the worst in the country. Well, that and their defensive line. Yeah. The line when we said they have no issue. they have no big guys on that team. And that's why I said this team's gonna get run over. Mm-hmm. And they did. I mean, they gave yeah. up shocker 240 yards on the ground. And yep. they only ran for 40 yards. They mm-hmm. averaged a bucks points 1.6. They gave up six and point 
almost seven yards a carry. Yeah. On 38 attempts. They also had 12 penalties for 106 yards, which ain't going to help you out your cause. Mm-hmm. They only they only averaged 4.8 yards per pass, 5 of 14 on third down. They only had 13 first downs. It was just Oregon. It was not their day. Oregon, 30 first day. downs, 522 yards of total offense, 282 yards for mm-hmm. Bo Nix. 240 yards rushing. They 35 minutes of time of possession. Just talk about a utter just domination. And mm-hmm. then, not to mention all the off the field antics, the pregame speech, which was awesome. Yeah. By Dan Lamb. Awesome. And then you see today, like the mini movie. Yeah. I see that yeah. color. Like Shiloh Sanders is talking crap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're, running their feet and stepping all over the O at midfield. Yeah. Like, come on. You had this coming to yourself. And now you see, you got crushed. You messed mm-hmm. with the bull and you got the horns. So, you know, just looking ahead for Colorado, they do play USC this weekend. Uh, it's looking like Shiloh Sanders might not play because of an injury. Mm. Again. An injury. Injury. Um, yeah, okay. He was peeing blood on the plane after according to his father. It's because his father was beating the hell out of him for saying <laughs> stupid shit like he did. According to Shiloh, I got to go to the ER and get that checked out. Oh, yeah, right. Come on. Um, That's a good one. But I got to be honest. If he doesn't play, I – that that does not help Colorado's chances because say- as, far as, as far as we know – that would probably push Cormani McLean up into the up into the rotation. Is he even? And he's not even playing. Exactly. He's not even playing. Oh, he did play actually. Check that. He only had he had two tackles. But like you're gonna put stress now on Cooper. Mm-hmm. You're gonna put stress yep. now on McLean. You're already mm-hmm. down Hunter. You're yep. you're gonna be down his Sanders. Like you're in a tough spot already, and now you're just making matters worse. Now, what if I told you right now, just looking at it, um, USC is a bigger favorite against Colorado than Oregon was. What if I told you now that neither defense is going to stop each other and that there's going to be the final mm-hmm. score of 250 to 200 after this? Now, now, originally, when we were talking about it last week and you said you think Colorado is going to win, I thought you know maybe you had a point. But seeing how bad but- Colorado's offensive line is – I sincerely wonder if they actually can. So two things. Mm-hmm. Colorado, could they go into like this wounded animal mode mm-hmm. where backs against the wall, you'll do anything to survive. Yeah. And are you gonna you're gonna have to fight? And I watched USC play this past yeah. against Arizona mm-hmm. State. In Arizona, they were 34 point favorites. Yep. And that was a seven-point game in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. late in the fourth quarter. Yep. I watched Arizona. I watched tackling as if I've never seen someone tackle before from that USC mm-hmm. defense again. They got after the quarterback some, which I think they'll be able to do again. Yeah. Like Bear Alexander is going to have a <clears throat> nice day. I bet you he had a sack there or two, but the secondary stinks still. Yeah, and the defense is not good. Like USC's defense stinks, mm-hmm. Colorado's defense stinks. I think Sh- Shador Sanders is still going to be fine. Like they got everybody on offense except for Hunter, 
Yeah. They still can't run the ball, so it's going to be a quarterback clash. I'm telling you, this is going to be a – that will be a high-scoring game. And mm-hmm. if it's USC wins by 30, I bet you they still give up 40 points. They yeah. might give up 40 points. USC might win 75 to, like, 40. But the thing is, I my only – I. I when when we were first talking about it, I immediately thought you know maybe this could be a close game, but I just really don't see Colorado's offense keeping up with USC's. Well, yeah. So like I know I'm thinking I was thinking about it, and you know I still think they're gonna contend. It's a 10 a.m. kick. Yeah. Mountain time. Mm-hmm. This is outstanding. What a move by Dion to sign off and agree on this. 10 a.m. Get the breakfast bar open in Boulder. Yeah. Okay? Get a couple joints, smoke a little, get the vibes high, and get going because there it's going to be. What a start, first of all. That. Yeah. Second of all, it's just, I mean, this is no surprise. I mean, Colorado, unless they can figure out how to run the ball and keep their defense on the sidelines for a minimum of, like, a minute. The offense has got to play much better. If they want to even have a shot against USC. Yeah. They've got to be able to score early. I think that's (laughs) the big thing. You've got to be able to punch USC in the mouth first. And if you can't, you're going to be playing from behind like Mm -hmm. every other team does with USC, and then you're not going to be doing anything. And I also want to add, Colorado has actually never beaten USC before. I'm looking at it right now. They have lost 16 straight times. Really? Which is wild. They do are one of the top teams in the country still, though, of picking people off, Mm -hmm. which they're going to have to do. Because if they they want to have a chance. If If they, yeah, if they want to have a shot, they're going to have to start turning. They got to force. Probably two to three turnovers. Yeah. I'd say. So, but Oregon, Mm -hmm. circle your calendars, October 14th for potential game of the year. Washington and Oregon. Oh my God. Just get ready. Get your popcorn ready. Don't care about what other teams on. You're watching that. Yeah. Also, great color game. Getting ready for that one. Anyway. All right. We're going to move on to Bama. Rolls, Ole Miss. Alabama 24, Ole Miss 10. Tale of two halves. Mm-hmm. Boy, was it sloppy early in that game. Yeah. Oh, my. I mean, I could go run through. I mean, Ole Miss was – they scored first. Mm-hmm. They were looked like they were kind of in control early. And then, you know, they just stuttered on defense or on offense. They couldn't do anything. There yeah. was – a horrible pick again by Jalen Miller, who stares down a receiver mm-hmm. in the end zone. And he, he got picked off. Shocker. And then, you know, there was a pick. I was no, it was a blocked. Was it a blocked kick? Let me hold on. Yeah. I believe it was a blocked punt by hold on. 14. No, it was the plays. Oh, here it is. So they had a punt. It was blocked, recovered, and went out of bounds at the Ole Miss one. Alabama has the ball at the one-yard line, okay? And they're down 7-6 at this point. Or 7-3 at this point. First down and goal. 
the bad snap goes over the head of Jalen Milrow. And then they ended up having to kick a field goal. A 40-yard field goal. It was four plays negative 21 yards. They had to kick a 40-yarder after they started the drive of the one. Just unexplainable stuff. Like, I couldn't even imagine what Saban was thinking about in his head there. You know, I do think one of the big points in this game, though, is that um, more than anything to me, Lane Kiffin has got to stop making Nick Saban this to him. You know what I mean? Is that whenever you think about this game, for some reason, Nick, or for some reason, Lane Kiffin, I think it rubs off on his team, too, is that this is, we got to beat this guy. These guys are like the, the Goliath. We're David, they're Goliath, right? They got to stop that. Yeah. They got to just, because they get way too much in their head in this game, and you can see it on the yeah. field. You can see them pulling out plays where you're like, why would you do that? No. Yeah, it's it was almost like he doesn't care. Like, yeah, it was like, oh well, we we you know, credit to Alabama, you know, they just they outplayed us again. You know, mm-hmm. that's what he said, kind of like, yeah, and in, in summary, you know, like we gave it our best shot, you know, but like you know, credit to Bama for hanging yeah. around and beating us. You know, it's like, it's like you're you winning at care, time, right? Like, you miss a field goal at the end of half. And then you come out, you give up a field goal, you throw a pick, you give up a touchdown, you hit a field goal, give up another touchdown, punt, turnover on downs. And then that was yep. it. Like, what? Bama came back out in the second half, and Miller played a lot better. They mm-hmm. connected on a deep ball that was a great throw. Yeah. Great throw and catch. You know, Bama, Bama's offense has always been the issue, I think. this season. Their defense is very good. It's good. It's, yeah, they got a good defense. You know, I think we kind of, you know, went overboard a little bit. As at least I know, I think I did. Well, mm-hmm. after watching that Texas game, you know, they were getting shredded yeah. on the deep end. And those secondaries were not holding up. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, the defense hasn't played bad really at all all year. But it's just been the offense has been so awful that they put pressure on the defense to hold up. And as soon as the defense cracks, it's done. And yeah. that's what ended up happening against Texas. And it almost happened against USF. But, you know, they held their own. Ole Miss, I just don't know. I mean, I just don't know. They 3 of 14 on third down. They only rushed for 56 yards. Just just kind of gross. Yeah. Credit to Bama for winning a big conference win. You know, a lot of people thought that Ole Miss was going to win. This was the year that Kevin yeah. – was gonna win. I mean, we talked about it. it. We thought we, we, you said if there's a year for Kiffin to do it, mm-hmm. I had Ole Miss in this game. I picked them to. I bet it on them, and I thought they were gonna win or cover at least. And they didn't even yeah. cover. Just, it's like, come on. And then, like, heartbreaking, you, personally, heartbreaking. Just, it's just like you know we talked about this. Like, it was why can't he win against? Mm-hmm. Like, this is. Uh, you have a much better team, or at least quarterback, I think. You have a better running back. Mm-hmm. You have a better receiver than any of Bama's top receivers. Like, yeah. what goes wrong? Again. Again. They just couldn't get it done. Yeah, I mean, there's no other words to say it. But, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. One second here. Um, we're going to move on now. Mm-hmm. 
two. Washington State winning the yeah. Pac-2 championship game mm-hmm. against Oregon State, Washington State 38, Oregon State 35. A score a little deceiving because it was 10, 10 point lead for the Cougars late, and then yeah. Oregon State scored a late tutty. Um, you know, a lot of I think myself, I thought Oregon State was going to come in, mm-hmm. kind of play, you know, defense shut down Cam Warden and that offense. Excuse me, and be able to just run the ball. Yeah, as they have to. As they do so well every week, and they really they fell behind early, and then they were playing catch up. And I don't think that's not Oregon State's game. Yeah. And kudos to Cam Ward. Cam Ward is first half stats were just crazy, crazy first half. I mean, in total, they 528 yards, 422 in the air. Yeah. Average 12 yards a pass. That's pretty good. Oregon State still ran the ball for 242 yards, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, but it was the fact that Oregon, Washington State got out to a big lead early. Yeah. That Oregon State had to play catch up. And like I just said, like, that's not their MO. You know, mm-hmm. they want to run the ball, control the clock, yeah. get down the field, score. And they cut it to close. And then they just weren't able to, like, get tie mm-hmm. and get over the hump there. But yeah. listen. Kudos to the Washington State Cougars who are four zero, and I think this is a team that can stir some trouble up in that Pack Twelve. Yeah, I know. I absolutely agree with you. I think um, that I think Washington State took personally what was said on game day too. I don't know if you heard the comment by Lee Corso, the the nobody wants you bowl. Oh yeah, that was uh who said it was like somebody's like you better watch out who you are these old guys better watch out because these coaches are keeping track now. Yeah, the blood. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I do, I do think to a degree, for Oregon State, it probably felt a little personal because you know what I mean. It's their personal. rival, their rivals going to the Big Ten, and they're going nowhere. So when you would say they, you were both teams. Yeah, you could say that for both teams, but I think Washington State took it a little personal, as you could tell from their head coach saying all that person. I think Oregon State was like, who cares? Well, he was saying he said in a after the game, um, I think when Wisconsin came up there in the loss, yeah. there was like saying, you know, like this team deserves to be in a power five conference. Like these guys yeah. work their butts off. Like this team's a good team. Like somebody yeah. needs to give us a shot mm-hmm. because we're not gonna, you know. You know, not gonna let you down like that whole spiel. Yeah, it's just crazy to think like these two teams aren't don't have a conference. They're homeless after this year, right now. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. There has go ahead. These are Mountain West teams in a couple months. Yeah, think about like that's so weird. Is you know they're gonna go all of a sudden from Power Five teams that are regular conversations, teams that have both played in the Rose Bowl, that have you know. Consistently been ranked or around ranked since, since at least I've been, you know, around, right? You know, yeah. There's these programs have history, and uh, all of a sudden we're going to lose that history, and it's crazy. I think it absolutely is absurd to me. All this, you know, realignment. I I should be in charge of realignment. That's all I'm saying. 
Well, uh, well, it's not hand the keys over to you. Start six, there. six conferences, power six, will get done. There, okay, okay. And again, this is why you're not in charge. Anyway, all right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because they're going to go from playing like Washington, Oregon, Utah every week to Fresno State being their next biggest team. It, it, Boise? yeah, they're going to go to Nevada, Nevada, Wyoming. You know, they should just play independent. Honestly, and just that's what I thought too. And just run a especially now with the 12 team playoff coming in. Run a big 12 schedule. You play big 12 teams most of the year, but run a pack 12 schedule. I did. I that's what that's what I mean, though, is that you play a lot of the big 12 teams. Yeah, that's where most of the pack, but you know, I I, I really hope Oregon State and Oregon continue to play every year. Thanksgiving, same with Washington, Washington State. Just being honest, from the way things have happened, it doesn't look like that will happen. But you know, I think they will because both sides have said like they're fine, like keeping this game going. And you know, yeah. you don't want to yeah. kill rivalry week over. Like these are some of the, the two of the biggest rivals on the West Coast. Yeah, like, you don't want to. You the Apple Cup and the Civil War are two of the bigger known rivals and mm-hmm. rivalry games out there, and. To break it up over just money and conferences is not s- smart at all, and nope. you're seeing that. And why be stubborn with it? Like what Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are doing. Like, yeah. Why would you be stubborn about it? Like, just who cares? Excuse me. Um, but yeah, Washington, Oregon State. I think both teams. I don't think they're capable of winning the pack. Yeah. And the pack is just too deep. For them to really win it, but they are certainly teams that can give it their best shot and stir up some stuff. I think there's some upsets in the making in the next couple of weeks. All right, let's move on to overreaction or no? Shout yep. out um, the we didn't talk about it tonight. You know LSU or, or LSU Arkansas that was a decent game. Really didn't watch it at all. I saw a quick highlight of it. But, you know, Arkansas played well. K.J. Jefferson played really yeah. well. The big story, they were in the red zone three times, and instead of touchdowns, they settled for three field goals. And they lost by three. So put that in consideration for you. Um, yep. You know, every time you, LSU, whose def- secondary is still a liability, every mm-hmm. time they ha- were up, they just couldn't keep Arkansas away. And Arkansas yeah. kept coming back. So kudos to them. Tough place to play. Death Valley at night is never a spot you want to be in as a visiting team. Mm-hmm. And listen, they held their own, so you gotta respect them for that. You do. All right, so we're gonna play a game called Overreaction or No, as we always mm-hmm. do on Recap Tuesday. Yep. And uh, it's more to see how silly Dylan's takes are here. Okay. Anyway, Penn State Dylan is the mm-hmm. best team in the Big Ten. Overreaction. Okay. Absolute overreaction. I mean, we gotta see more from Penn. I mean, they like I I do think Michigan's overrated right now. Yeah, but, but well, they go to Nebraska this weekend. Oh, oh, big game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, Ohio State out of the you know the three Big Ten teams we actually you know are talking about in big picture football, Ohio State has the most impressive wins, most impressive win. Sorry, and. Quite frankly, I think the game against Iowa was impressive, but I mean, we 
I mean, we could roll back the tape. I did say on Thursday, Penn State is going to blow out Iowa. You did. I mean, because I, 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 I think Penn State is good, but they haven't played anybody. They need to play – once they play a team that's on a similar level to them, once they play Michigan, and even if they lose to Michigan but they keep it close, I might start the conversation that maybe they are better. Well, don't hold your breath. They got Northwestern and Mass, UMass coming up. Exactly. So. They, yeah, they but, but then, you know, you got they go to Ohio State, Indiana, mm-hmm. Maryland, who's 4 0, Michigan, Rutgers. That Maryland game is important. That's a sneaky one right there. Yeah, because, uh, sorry, Talia Tungabailoa actually looks really good. I saw some He's always like so, solid. Yeah, but he's never been able to like get over like the hump or something, or get like the big win. Yeah. So we'll see if he can do it. This I time. was impressed by him when I watched him against um, Michigan State. You know, granted it's Michigan State, so yeah, you know, whatever. But he looked good. Okay. Uh, he he I, looked impressive. I think it's not an overreaction. I, I think this team's really good. They got the best mm-hmm. quarterback in the conference. Yeah. They have the best defense in the conference, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They're running backs who haven't got going. It feels like at all. They between the two of them are, I think, up there. Mm-hmm. They are just like if there was a year for them to do it, it's this year. Yeah, I'm telling you, like Penn State I, is legit. I I, I agree. We both I, saw blowout, but did we mm-hmm. see thirty-one nothing blowout? Yeah, I I mean, look. What they held saying? Iowa to 76 yards. Iowa had 360-plus yards of punt yards. Good punter. Actually, no, legitimately, that kid's a good punter. He's going to be playing in the NFL. I mean, they held Iowa to four first downs, one of nine on third down, 56 yards passing mm-hmm. on 16 attempts. They only rushed the ball for 20 yards. I do wonder Time how much, of, how much more – can Iowa do with this? Uh, with well, they were down a bunch of guys on offense, but still, yeah. Okay. Raise the raise the three twenty five <laughs> for Brian Parents. I here's a good stat for you. Well, I mean, Iowa did turn the ball over four times too. So, uh, forty five minutes to fourteen in time of possession. How's that sound for you? That's bad. That's really bad. Really, really bad. All right. So, Pitt State's best team in the Big Ten, and you're just wrong. So, anyway. Okay, maybe. Maybe. I just want to see more before I make that, you know, okay. assumption. All right. So, we kind of talked about this a couple mm-hmm. minutes ago. But the Washington-Oregon game, October 14th, is going to be the game of the year. Not an overreaction. Okay. I agree. Yeah. I think this could absolutely – it's in Washington, correct? Yeah. Yep. I think this game is going to be spectacular. It was great last year, and I don't see it being any different this year. And I think um, playing at Washington will help the game be more interesting too because I do think uh, Odson Stadium is a lot harder to play in than Husky Stadium. Not saying Husky Stadium isn't a tough environment, but normally offenses really struggle – at Austin. Yeah. So I think you're going to see two teams that are going to look really like two offenses that are going to look really good against each other. Especially since, I mean, you know, I, I just tried to, you know, I didn't believe in it for sure last week, but I'm leaning more towards, 
You know, Michael Penix is special. I told you this. I tell yeah. you, nobody listens to me. I know, but Michael you know, Penix, he, best quarterback in the country. You could yeah, make an I argument mean, Washington's the best team in the country right now. They are buzzsawing everybody they play, and they don't leave any any sort of like mm-hmm. doubt about it. They yeah. just run right through. They were up. They put, I think, 40 points up on Cal in the first half. What? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like out of nowhere. They hit. They were, I think they scored 30 points in the first quarter. Yeah. So, like, Michael Penix is on a different level. They the scored defense, 24 points in the first quarter, yeah. The defense is, I think, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I think Oregon is right up there, too. I mean, Oregon and Oregon's averaging four. Came in averaging fifty eight points a game. That probably didn't yeah. change it. Washington's probably right up there. Uh-huh. These are two of the top Heisman candidates. Yep. This is that it will be a game of the year for sure. Mm-hmm. FSU is a lock to the playoff after the win. Um, overreaction. Okay. Um, I know it's hard saying this as a Florida State fan, but you know. I think everything hinges on that Miami game, personally. Okay. Because I think if they beat Miami, then yes. Because I think even if they lose at Florida, but they rebound and win the ACC championship, thirteen and one, you know. Um, or I guess what would it be? Yeah, thirteen and one, or twelve and one, whatever. Um, one loss conference champ Florida State, whose one loss is an ranked SEC team at whatever. I think they have a good shot, but if they lose to Miami, I think it's over for them. What if they lose to Miami, turn on, beat them again in the ACC title game? I think then you can have a re-evaluation of that conversation. But Are you at all worried about North Carolina? Just kind of hanging out. Nobody's talking about them. And North Carolina's 4-0, taking no, care of business. I'm, I'm not as worried, only because Drake Defense May hasn't looked solid. as good. Well, he's... Defense looks solid. Maybe they haven't yeah. needed. They haven't needed. Yeah, no, you know, maybe. Yeah, but I want to see them play uh, Duke. First. He threw a touchdown left-handed. Yeah, that's Saturday. impressive. That's impressive. But you know, that's just more impressive than like you know a personal statement, not as like a you know. Well, they were trailing oh, at Pitt. They were trailing in that game. They came back and just. But that's 41. not. It's not impressive to trail at Pitt. Listen, Acrotur Stadium. Don't disrespect. I thought I thought it was Heinz Field. Listen, we all know it should be, but it's not. So we got to deal with it. Got to deal with it, okay? Don't need okay. to add okay. salt you know to the wound. You know I'm sorry, I should not have said that. That was uncalled for. That was yeah. uncalled for. But I don't. I don't think they're a lock yet. I think they win out. They're a lock, obviously. But well, of course. Right now, I need to see the the Miami game first. All right. Are you at all worried about Duke? Um, no, because it's you know. It's at Florida State, so it's going to be very loud and very garnet. Oh, yeah. My only thing is if Miami's ranked, Miami fans, even though it seems like there's not a lot, they always seem to show up. And, like, the, the, they can play at Doe Campbell Stadium. You know what I mean? That's a rivalry game. They'll, they'll play up to it. Yeah. Even if even if I think Florida State's a better team, Miami, like, it will be kind of like that game in um, – 2021. I don't know if you watched that one. Uh, 
Maybe. It was it was at um it was at Doe Campbell Stadium and it came down to Jordan Travis converting on fourteen and uh fourth and fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> fourth and fourteen, they converted, scored a touchdown, and then won because Miami tried to spike the ball with one second left. Oh, retards. Yep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <No>, yeah. <laughs> and then Miami fans tried to argue, they're like, what? Why can't he do that? That's like a Dabo Sweeney move right there. <laughs> and then the refs had to come out and be like there has to be one second on the clock for you to run a play. Oh. Therefore, Miami cannot run a play. Game nice. is over. I was like, oh, my God. But, you know, I, I – yeah, yeah. That's the All only right. game I'm worried right now. There is still no clear favorite in the SEC West. Not an overreaction. I agree. I, I agree to, you know, LSU – Looks good on offense. Their defense still lacks depth yep. and anything on the secondary. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M just had Connor Wegman go down. Max Johnson yep. stepped in and played really well. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't think you hear many people talk about like the game because it's like if they lost, it's like it's okay. But like they won and nobody's talking about it because it's like, oh, they probably just assumed Connor Wegman would still play. Yeah, He was out. Max mm-hmm. Johnson came in, scored two touchdowns. You know, there's – Arkansas is still there. I still think they'll compete. Mm-hmm. You know, Mississippi State's not good. Ole Miss is still hanging around. Bama, yeah. don't count out old poor old Bama. Yeah, they're still hanging forget. out. People are already forgetting Texas is not an SEC team yet. <laughs> they do not have a loss in conference play, and that's all that really matters, right? Yeah. I mean, Bama could go out and lose to you know, I don't know who their last cupcake is, but they could lose to them. Chattanooga, I think, is. Yeah, Chatt- they could lose to Chattanooga, but nobody cares. If they if they win the SEC West, you know what I mean. It's like okay, well, yeah. But you know, if I had to place a favorite, I'd probably still go with LSU, just because I think they're the most. It's weird to say complete team, but I think they're the team where they have the ability to be the most complete. They have weapons on defense. They have dudes on offense who can score the ball. I think if and, you're yeah, if you have a quarterback and offense that's good enough to outscore. Bama, you're gonna mm-hmm. win. Yeah. That's why I I think LSU is gonna be Alabama. I think yeah. Texas A&M will be Bama. Like mm-hmm. Tennessee, I think, I think I don't, A&M I don't, it matters. I think A&M it really does matter if um. Well, Wegman but they, but that's at A&M, and I think that's gonna oh be yeah, a no A&M's game. gonna win. They're gonna be so loud, dude. At like, A&M. It's gonna be annoying. You're gonna have to hear for a week A&M I fans think, talking about they're the best team in the country. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think Bama lose or beats Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That'll be an interesting game, just because we still don't know a lot about Tennessee. They have South Carolina this weekend. Yep. And uh, I don't even know how. I wouldn't even know where to go with that if you're mm-hmm. talking about that game right now. Yeah. But we'll see. Ryan Day is the biggest crybaby in college football. Um. Yes, I think he just recently passed um Jim Harbaugh. As like the guy called like every college football fan goes, man, that guy is so lame. You you know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah. You know, for a long time, you talk about Jim Harbaugh, and people go, "What a whiner! What a guy who complains about everything." I think Ryan Day just learned a way to pass him, and I've never seen somebody call out an eighty-six-year-old man for comments he made on TV. Who? Like, it's just like, oh my god. 
yeah, I know. I absolutely agree. You know, I think there's a lot of dislike for Ryan Day outside of Ohio State more than like any other coach in the sport. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about it, but like the animosity towards him has gotten like strong. Like people do not like this guy. You know, I can see where he's coming from, where it's like people, Mm -hmm. Lou Holtz says they're not physical enough. Yeah. You know, because if you look, I mean, they haven't played well ever again. They haven't played well against Michigan. Mm-hmm. The Georgia game, even when they led, they still gave a chunk. They let a crap ton of yards on the ground. Yeah. They, you know, but like those are the biggest games that he has mm-hmm. not won. Yeah. And I think that's the big critique of Ryan Dave right now is that, and, you he know, can't win big games. He has two losses or he's what? what's his record in the playoff? One win and two losses, three losses. Beat Clemson. Lost to Clemson, mm-hmm. lost to Georgia, and they lost to um, Alabama. Alabama. So he's one and yep. three as a coach. Yeah, one and three in the playoff. To say it's again, you know, just it was just silly. Like I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not like someone that's gonna be like just weird. Like it was just like seriously, dude. You're really yeah. gonna be going after you're going after an 86 year old guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like shut up. Like yeah. it's us against it's always been Ohio against the world. Shut up. You you get five stars coming out of your wazoo left and right. Shut up. You're the one that has born on third base. You haven't done anything. You've been given every resource unimaginable. Imaginable. I made up a word there. You know, you get you got track stars and NFL wide receivers playing on your field every day. Yep. You have great quarterback play. You have running backs who are awesome. The defense mm-hmm. is solid enough, but you continue to not show up in the games that matter the most. You know who doesn't get – you know where you, why you, you get paid what you do, Ryan? It's because you're supposed to beat Michigan. You're supposed yep. to win Big Ten titles. You're supposed mm-hmm. to win national titles, not beat Indiana and Maryland. Okay? So shut up. Okay? It's a Ohio against the world. Yeah. Just stop. Okay? No, no, no. You can – Tell your boys whatever you want until they win a big game. And Notre Dame was a big game. It was a mm-hmm. great win. But it shut up. Just shut up. Take take your win and shut up. Okay. Nobody wants to hear you complain. What are you gonna go beat up Lou Holtz? Yeah, because that looks real good on your resume. Shut up. Stupid. Anyway. You know what's even crazier? What? Oh my gosh. The um Reese Davis recently commented he's very concerned for Ryan Day after his comments. They yeah. think he, he think he might not be in the right mental spot. Yeah, he's not because he's worried about an 86-year-old man and what his opinions are. Yeah. Shut up, Ryan. Just dumb. Go celebrate with your team. You just got a big-time program. One of the biggest wins in your tenure because you can't do shit. With yep. Sorry, I did it again. Dang, Yabbit. You can't do anything okay, against anybody decent. Okay, yep. So stop. Yep. You're going to lose to Penn State, so take another L. Mm-hmm. Man, the Ohio State fans are going to hate you after this one, man. No, it's called- Let's see if they make it this far. I didn't say anything wrong about their team. I said their coach was born on third base and complains too much. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. They have a problem. They can come see me. 
okay. after they tell people to subscribe to the channel, guys. 61 subs. Oh, yeah. We're up to 61 subs. Road to 100. We're 39 away. Love mm -hmm. the viewership, guys. This is I like a free really game appreciate app. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Keep the viewership going, guys. It's awesome to see. Yeah. Uh, liking the videos are also awesome. And, uh, again, if you know people, if you send the link out and they subscribe, it's awesome. We have some yeah. rebranding news coming up soon. It's almost Person. there. And I think it's really going to help out the viewership and the subscriptions. Yeah. Hopefully it does. But, you know, we can't do that without you guys spreading the word and letting everyone know that, hey, you guys want to listen to good college football talk? We are here. Mm -hmm. We are We're here to change the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we are going to finish it out with winners and losers of the week. Yep. Um, I'm just going to say my two winners are Oregon and Brock Bowers. Okay. Oregon, you know, you hear all the talk all week. Colorado, 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 Colorado. Dan, Dan Landing goes on ESPN Friday night, Friday yeah. evening, and his first six, seven questions are about Colorado. Mm -hmm. About, like, what does he think about, like, and then they finally asked him about, you know, like, what's your game plan against him? Oh, thanks for asking me now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then they come out and just completely torch Dominate. Colorado. Dominate. Dominate, Dominate right just as – Shows them like, listen, you are messing with the wrong people. So, yeah. and then Brock Bowers, who, you know, he's Brock Bowers is awesome. You know, he's the mm -hmm. best overall player in the country as far as non like quarterbacks go. Yeah. Best positional player in the country. I think mm -hmm. it's not even close. And, um, you know, he had been good this year, but he hadn't had like yeah. a breakout game yet. And he comes out. And a game against UAB where I think the offense was really good. Like, really came out well. Nine catches Brock Bowers has on nine targets. 121 yards and two touchdowns for the for the junior tight end. It's just, you can't stop him. You can't stop him. And so, those are my winners of the week. Oh, those are good winners. I had similar but different. So, I had Dan Lanning specifically as my first winner of the week. Similar reasons you said right there. He shut up a lot of people. And he made a lot of haters this weekend. And, you know, I think it's if, – if you get people who hate you, I think you're either doing something horrible or you're doing something amazing. I think Dan Lanning is doing something amazing. I mean, he's coaching a top-10 team that looks incredible. They looked absolutely amazing. And my second winner of the week was Washington's team, the whole team. Um, they look they, – right now to me, they look like the best team in the Pac-12. I mean, I think we can have our conversations about what, what – I think they look like the best team in the Pac-12 personally. So yeah. I would put them as my second winner of the week. That's a good one. Thank you. Just give me one second. Thank you. Thank you. All right. My losers of the week. Iowa. Oh. Gross. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good pick. Gross. You can't go and get 31 nothing and out mm -hmm. have more yards and punting the ball than you do in total offense. Yeah. Just can't have it. You got to at least get some points on the board. And, you know, Iowa usually is a team that, like, these bigger games, like, always kind of comes ready to play, keeps it close enough, and then kind of mm -hmm. maybe loses at the end. But just start to finish. I mean, there was two muffed punts. 
it was just bad, mm-hmm. bad. And then, and then Ryan Day. Yeah, I, mean, I think I've already gone through my spiel. Shut up, Ryan. Just us against Ohio. What a bunch of crap. Ohio fans always say that too, and I never. And then Ohio State it. fans are the worst in the world too. I never understand when people from Ohio or Ohio State fans in general just go. Ohio, Ohio State versus and the Tennessee like, fans. You know, day it's us against Ohio. Okay, spent seven, spent months, spent every day after that Chick Fil A game complaining mm-hmm. that that was targeting. It yeah. wasn't targeting. Okay. Shut up, okay? The ADs going to Congress and talking about we would have won a national championship if it was called. Shut up, okay? Your entire fan base is surrounded by crying because you can't beat a team called Michigan, and then you can't show up when it matters the most. How many Mm -hmm. national titles does Ryan Day have? It shows. It tells you. Answer. It's on midfield in Columbus. It's a big zero. It's just big old zero. So win a game, Ryan. That matters. There's my losers of the week. All right. So my losers of the week with number one, I had Dabo Sweeney. Dabo. Nice. Uh, nice. Yes. Um, you know, I think some people would say he had a winning week because they kept it close with a team that I think almost everybody agrees was better than them. But I had them as a loser because I recently found out their offensive coordinator was not calling plays. Dabo Sweeney was calling the offensive plays in the fourth quarter. He said – he said, "Garrett, you're uh, we're gonna have to go a different direction." <laughs> yeah, he did that, and then he proceeds to give his quarterback an option. Yes, yes. On third and one, that makes sense. And guess what? His inexperience, they told sophomore Garrett. quarterback, goes, "Uh, let's throw the ball." They get, oh, they said, "Garrett, why don't you just hit the showers early?" He goes, "Hey, Garrett, check this out." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna win this game in overtime. They sent Garrett Riley to the press box up there with the assistants. <laughs> yeah. Check this out. <laughs> uh, that's dev- and then my second loser was Marcus Freeman. You know, but he's what? so good looking. <laughs> Sam Hartman. Sorry, I, no, you're just, good. I have you're to good. say this. Sam Hartman, if he threw on a white gown, my God, he would have been looked like he was just out there. <laughs> Oh man, is his hair looking good? He is. Yeah, very good looking guy. I mean, if he had a gown on, he throw him up there, touchdown, Jesus! He looks like a twin. Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah, that is what you're saying because I'm. But sorry. I had that, that 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 one yard. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't even take him seriously after he goes. We didn't do it because we were scared of getting a penalty. Oh, Marcus, that's oh, just being a God, big Marcus. old. Big old baby. Marcus, you can't lose yards at the one yard line. Come on, man. That's just, it's just like he could have just easily said, We were unaware. We thought we had 11. We were wrong. We had 10. Then everybody goes, You made a mistake, but you know what? But it's a mistake you can't make in general. That's, you have, supposed to have 11 players on the field. It's different maybe if there was 12. Okay. (laughs) I here's the thing. I would say if they go, there was confusion on the sidelines between what goal line stance we were going with. One guy didn't realize he was supposed to be out there. I can go. Okay, I understand that confusion. That sucks. But you know what? You move on. When you go, we wanted to send somebody out there, but we were scared to get a penalty. There's three seconds left. Who cares? 
You can't go any farther up on the air. They can't it's not like they, it's not like the rest are going to be like touchdown Ohio State. They were off sides. It's not like I it's not, it's not like um, you know, two or offsides on the defense. <laughs> touchdown Ohio State. Like yeah, exactly. they're not going like, to get that. Not... There was a video of I think it was like a defender right before the play started, like telling like, hey, we only got we need another guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they did send one out. Yeah. So, you know. Fools. Absolute fools. Fools. But that's, yeah, those were my losers. I really liked your losers. Those are some good picks. They were great picks. They were great picks. Shout out to all of Ohio. Oh, my gosh. They're going to hate you. Yeah, yeah. We I'm got gonna, Ohio fans who watch us. They're going to hate you after this. I want to find the nearest old Ohio State fan and tell them it's, it's always been – USA versus the world. Like, <laughs> okay. Anyway, what a action-packed episode we had here on this week four recap. Mm-hmm. Yes. An electrifying night of just great talk and a Ryan Day's rant. So uh, remember <laughs> to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Remember, we are on a road to 100 subscribers 61 subscribers are the count. We need to like put like a tracker on the top. Yeah. 61 yeah. subs. And uh make sure you guys are subscribing. Keep up the viewership. We love watching seeing that the views are up. Yeah. And um, if I look at the um just total like stats of everything, you know, watch time's up too, which is awesome. I would so, love to see that. That's look- awesome. That's what we love to see. You know, it's one thing to view it, but if you guys are watching it, you know, that that's what really is awesome to see. So uh, keep up that. And uh, again, if you know people that are watching or and aren't subscribed, tell them, listen, don't be a Ryan Day. You know, it's always <laughs> been Hunter and Dylan against YouTube. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, don't be a Ryan Day and just, you know, subscribe. Subscribe. Mm-hmm. Do the right thing. Yeah. And also you find us on Spotify as well. So remember we have a rebranding coming on. We're almost mm-hmm. done with that. So that'll be out soon. Yeah. And uh, Thursday's episode will be out either thir- most. It'll be out Thursday evening as it always is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That will be our week five preview. Yeah. So also best bets will be on there as well. So mm-hmm. make sure you guys are keeping an eye on that. Dylan, any final thoughts before we, and I'm excited. I'm excited for tomorrow's recap. I forgot today's Wednesday, as it is now. Past me. Yeah, and when people see this, it'll be Wednesday too. Yeah, so, so I try to I try to be as exciting as possible. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But you know, um, I'm excited from I'm excited to talk about the recap uh, tomorrow, and you know, I am excited to see what other shenanigans Ryan Day can do to get you f- to freak out like that. Well, that's my excitement. Yeah, listen, I love to get excited on this. This is what we love to do. This is pure content. Yeah. There's no sugar coating here. This is your <laughs> what you see is what you get. Yeah. And uh that's what happened, you know. <laughs> Never been a fan of Just for Men. And yeah. you know, as Ryan Day is the spokesperson and leading advocate of it, he needs to dye that beard a little darker. <laughs> Maybe that'll get a good win and not lose again. So um I'm not talking about Ryan Day. He's making me tired. And uh, I can tell. He's making me tired. Yeah. So 
Uh, Thursday episode will be out Thursday evening. And uh, be ready for week five preview. Mm-hmm. All right. This is episode 36. Peace out. See you guys.